You said Y-E-S to buying an HDB flat together. Now, there's another three letters to take note of. I-L-Y? <laughs> I know, B-T-O. No, H-F-E. You need a valid HDB flat eligibility letter if you're applying for your BTO flat. It takes about a month to process your HFE application. So, if you haven't gotten an HFE letter, apply at homes.hdb.gov.sg. That's H-O-M-E-S hdb.gov.sg. Hey, it's Denise from the Lunchtime Jukebox, and this is a very special edition of Makan Kaki's. I have a new foodie friend, and he is a globe trotter and food vlogger, Mark Weems. Hey. Thank you, thank you, Denise. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today, and yeah. welcome back to Singapore. Thank you. I always love to be here. We love having you. <laughs> thank so, you. Mark, your fans are already well acquainted with your gorgeous food and travel videos. In fact. You have, what, 9 million subscribers? Well, no, 9 million and one, if you count me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, 2 billion views and Thank counting you. on you YouTube alone. Congratulations Thank on you. that amazing achievement. Thank you very much. But for the uninitiated, perhaps you could share with our Gold 905 listeners how you even fell into this dream job of traveling and eating the world in the first place. Yeah, sure. I've always loved just eating. Mm -hmm. I've loved the culture that goes with food, the memories that are associated with food, and then just, I love trying new foods as well. So ever since I was a kid, ever since I can remember, I've loved to eat. Mm. And so growing up, I mean, I, I continued to develop this passion of loving food, trying new foods, but I still didn't know it could ever translate to a career. Yeah. So I went through school, I went through university, still loving food as much as I did. And I would, I mean, throughout my school years, I would go on missions to eat the most delicious food, or I was in the US for university, so then I'd have some Mexican friends, we'd hop across the border to Mexico to go eat tacos oh, on the gosh. weekend, which, yeah. oh, that was something I loved doing. Uh, but little things like that kept um, like nurturing my passion for food mm -hmm. until I graduated from university and I said, I have to keep on traveling. I wanna especially go to some of the countries, like I had been to some restaurants mm -hmm. in the US yep. of certain, certain foods, certain cuisines. Mm -hmm. But I thought, if they're that good there, imagine going to that country to actually eat them yeah. in person yeah. at the source. Yeah. And so that inspired me to travel after I finished with university yeah. and to just keep on building my passion for food and trying new foods. I mean, that's really the key, right? If you just stick to what you love to do, somehow your path in life will find you or you will find that path in life. Yeah. And so fast forward years later, here you are back in Singapore. I know that you've been here uh, a few times, yes. uh, but most recently you were here to shoot a very special project with HBO Asia. Would you like to share with us a little bit about uh, this new series? Yes, sure. So the show is called Food Affair mm -hmm. on HBO Go. And this series is all about Singapore and its diversity of food. And so it showcases the, the different cuisines that are available in Singapore and that are a big part of the Singaporean culture. Mm -hmm. And something, the main, the main storyline is that we first meet up with a culinary expert, somebody who is very well known for their knowledge of that cuisine. And so we learn a little bit about the cuisine from them. Mm -hmm. Then from there, we progress to a fine dining chef. Yep. We have a meal 
we learn about the story of that fine dining chef and how they were inspired in what they cook. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we continue on to a hawker hero. And hawker centers are some of my favorite parts of the food in Singapore. Me too. Uh, can't get enough <laughs> hawker centers. Uh, yeah. But we, we continue on there, and then we meet the owner of a hawker stall yep. who is serving the same genre of cuisine as the entire episode. Mm -hmm. And we learn about their story a little bit and yep. then connect it all together. And so that's the way it progresses. Yeah, I love that it's kind of an overview and it covers all bases. It gives us a very good indication of what the Singapore food scene is like. Yes. Um, but because, you know, closest to my heart is hawker food. What is your top three favorite hawker, hawker food? food? Yeah, in Singapore. Oh, that's a tough choice. I know, I'm not making it easy Something for you. I always love is uh, sambal stingray. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I always love fish head curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't come to Singapore without eating fish head curry. Yep. And then a third dish, let's see. It's not really a specific dish, but a variety of dishes. Mm -hmm. Something like nasi padang, nasi champur. Yeah, yeah. Being able to choose. And I love the flavors of Malay cuisine and yeah. Malay flavors as yeah. well. We're actually filming in the middle of the day at Sammy's Curry. Yes. I understand that it may be featured in one of your episodes, yes. forthcoming episodes. Definitely. And I thought specifically, maybe you could recommend a few of the things that you liked eating here. Yes. I mean, for me, I especially love their signature dish, their fish head curry, mm -hmm. which is, to me, one of the greatest dishes and something you have to eat when you come to Singapore. Yes. So fish head curry, that's almost like, without saying, you have to eat fish head curry. That's pretty much the entire meal covered, <laughs> yeah. really. But then well, there's so many you can other literally dishes. pick up the bowl and drink the curry. It's that good. Yes. But really... I think all of their dishes are good, from the chicken masala to the squid. You know, I am taking notes because right <laughs> after this, I'm going out there to order my own meal. <laughs> You've mentioned some of my favorites as well, cool. so I think we're on the same page. You know, when it came to filming your new series, Food Affair, what was the one thing that surprised you most about Singapore, whether it's the food scene or just Singapore in general? Well, I think because of the show and the, the storyline, one of the really cool things was that it highlighted like all different levels of cuisine. Just proving that you can have an amazing experience at a fine dining restaurant yep. that's quite pricey, mm -hmm. but you can have an equally satisfying experience at a hawker center or a food stall that's quite budget friendly mm -hmm. and have an equally amazing food experience and delicious food experience yeah. at both locations, but totally different experiences at the same time. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, I think also I love the connection between people and food. Yes. I mean, we, we can all relate to each other through food. Yeah. And even hearing the stories of some of the chefs and how they enjoy hawker centers and how sometimes they draw inspiration from hawker centers or from their experience or from their families. That was really cool to see. And that leads me to my next question because it's really about human connection as well. Food brings people together for sure. And you got to meet so many fascinating people. Yes. Right on this project, yes, Food for Affair. Sure. So was there one personality, a hawker hero maybe, who really jumped out at you? Okay, one of the stories that really stood out to me is Mr. Malik from Adam Road Nasi Lamak or Salera yes, Nasi Lamak. Yes, yes. Great story in that he was working a corporate job and his father very unfortunately passed away 
but before he passed away, his father asked him if he could take over the stall and that he would grow the stall as well as take care of his family. Yeah. And so he actually left his corporate job to then take over the legendary Nasi Lemak in Singapore. Everybody yes. knows it. Yes. But he carried on his father's legacy through his yeah. hawker center stall and also grew it into many more locations now. Yeah, I mean, also, he's got this whole chain of restaurants yes, now. Yes, and still maintaining the quality, still maintaining the original recipe. And really, I think he's been able to celebrate his father yeah. through this hawker center. And I think that's really important in Singapore because we talk about how hawker food is almost like a dying trade. Yes. And we're so into this idea of heritage and legacy. And so when you hear a story about a hawker that is continuing from one generation to the next, that's when your heart jumps a little yes, bit. Yes, for sure, for sure. And I think we should all respect these younger generation hawkers and also the older generation hawkers as well, but the new generations who really choose to continue with it. Yeah. So in the series, you mentioned how in your travels across the world, you've noticed that every country's people have a special food, a food that they find comfort in. Yes. So my question question to you is what's your go-to comfort food? Oh, I have a lot of them. <laughs> but I, okay, and we have I, a lot of time. I, kind of have, I have a couple different lives. Yep. One of them being that my mother is Chinese, mm -hmm. Cantonese. Yep. And so I grew up eating a lot of Cantonese food growing right. up. And so I've always loved Asian food. I've always loved Chinese food. Yes. And so anything Cantonese, I mean, I love rice. And just about anything, clay pot rice, yeah. wonton mee, yep. dim sum. Yep, yep. These are things that really bring back happy memories as a kid. Mm -hmm. But now my next segment of life, my wife is Thai. Yes. And I think Thai food is some of the greatest food on earth. Oh, I for love, sure. Yeah. I love Thailand. I love the food. Yes. And so I've kind of been adopted into Thai culture. And for me now, probably the food that is the most comforting is a lot of Thai dishes. Mm -hmm. And especially I like jungle food in Thailand, which is usually a genre of food that you'll find all over Thailand, but it's more countryside cuisine where they use a lot of wild ingredients mm -hmm. and not just wild meats, but wild herbs and wild vegetables, yeah. forage ingredients that all go into the cooking. Literally eating off the land. Yeah, right? it is. It is. Wow. You know, Mark, you're so well known for being one of the nicest food bloggers around. You know, you always seem to find something good to say about a food. You always have these wonderful reactions, but you know, from comfort food and something that you would go to, is there any food you want to confess that you run away from? <laughs> something that you don't like? Yeah. Uh, well, I can start off by saying that I'm a very unpicky eater. I think part of my growing up was trying a lot of different foods, like immersing myself into many different cultures. Yes. And so I really love just showing up in a country and trying something that I've never tried before or trying even an ingredient that I've never tried before. Really? I mean, if there's something that I don't, I, I'm not really a fan of sweets. I don't oh. really like dessert. I don't really like desserts. Okay, you are my sweets. friend. Okay, we, we, we can, can get along we, well together. We can hang out, yeah. <laughs> like I'd always rather eat an extra fish head yeah. than have dessert. Yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. I'd much rather eat another portion of curry. Yeah. Than, I, I than hear a, you. A dessert to end a meal. <laughs> I was going to ask in all of the travels and all of the eating, how do you stay motivated and driven? Because you are eating a lot. How do you stay hungry and literally not get fed up? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I definitely can't eat as much as I did when I was in my 20s. Yeah. But I think it's also the driving force is not always just the food, but it's meeting the people. Yeah. It's being submerged and immersed within a culture. And so when I travel to a destination, it's almost like an adrenaline of energy. Yeah. To me, that's something that I don't think I'll ever grow tired of. It's the newness of everything that really drives you, right? Yeah. It's finding a, a new adventure, a new person to talk to and connect with. And then the flavors on top of that. Yeah. One final question. It's something that I ask all of my makan kaki guests. Uh, oh, I didn't even say. Do you know what makan kaki means? I know makan is food or Eat. eating. Makan yes. kaki just means eating buddy or foodie friend. Oh, okay. So we're okay. now makan kaki. Okay. So I always ask my makan kakis this. This is the fantasy dinner scenario. Mm-hmm. So if you could throw a party and invite whoever you want, regardless of space, time, and budget, yeah. all right? Who would you invite? They can be dead, alive, real, fiction, famous, not famous. Who would you invite? What food would you serve? And yeah. what music would you play? And why? Oh, it's a, a fully, fully loaded question. Yeah. Yes. Multifaceted yes. question. Yes. Uh, but definitely I would invite my wife and my son, my parents. Mm-hmm. Then I was a big fan of Anthony Bourdain and he really paved the way for food videos, I believe. Huge respect mm-hmm. to Anthony Bourdain. Yep. And music-wise, yeah. I mean, I've always loved Bob Marley. Very Interesting. chill, yeah. reggae. Yeah. yeah, relaxing. I like reggae. Yeah. I like reggae a lot. Yeah, that's definitely a very nice vibe. Yep, it's good. Just happiness. Yes, and togetherness. Yep, and for the food, yeah. let's see. I mean, we've mentioned this already, but some of my favorite food, I might have a little bit of Thai jungle food, a little bit of a mala hot pot. <laughs> A fish head curry. Yes, yes, yes. All together on a massive spread. Yeah. Probably some Ethiopian food. Mm. Ethiopian food is some of my favorite food. I've never had that, and I've never had Thai jungle food, so I feel like. I need to wrangle an invitation to your yes. dinner party. <laughs> okay, I'm, yes. Yay! You've got to be there too, Denise. <laughs> yeah, I'm invited. <laughs> You've got to be there too. Thank you so yes. much. And so this has been a very special edition of Makan Kakis with my new Makan Kaki, yes. Mark Weens. And he is the new host of a brand new show on HBO Go called... Food Affair with Mark Weens. That's him. And you can <laughs> catch you. the debut episode on the 18th of November. It's Friday. Mark, once again, thank you. Thank you so yes. much for hanging out this afternoon. Thank you very much. Mom, can you cook next week? I'd like to invite the extended family over for a meal. <sighs> I'd love to, but my hands are numb and tingly. Difficult to stir the pot or cut the vegetables. This might be due to nerve damage. Try Neurobion. It's packed with high-strength vitamin B1, B6 and B12. Clinically proven to regenerate and nourish the nerves. Wow, I'll give it a try. Can't wait to cook again. Get Neurobian from Watson's today. Put life back in your hands with Neurobian.